Welcome to Inside Out with Chris and Katie. These conversations are here to activate, stretch, and take you to your edges. This is your invitation to ditch the comparison and step forward with congruence and commitment to the life you want to live. Come play in our world and our minds as we navigate our 30s on totally different timelines. Hello, Miss Katie Walker, and welcome guys back to Inside Out with Chris and Katie. Super excited to be recording today. It's been a hot minute. It's been a couple of weeks. We've been busy. <laughs> we have been busy and it's been so great, right, that we're able to go actually, we need to just like put a little hold here so that we can and lean in and prioritize other areas. And that's what essentially what the podcast is about as well, right, is the ability to go, oh, hang on, I actually get to choose. 100%. And I love that we're in so much of a flow together, energetically speaking. Like it's kind of like, hey, do you have capacity? Nope. Do you? Nope. Great. Let's do it next week. <laughs> literally, literally. And when I sent that message this morning, I was like walking back from my walk and um. I messaged Chris. I'm like, Hey, we are like, we're on today. Yeah. Like, do you have capacity? And, she, and it's just like the exact, like same energy channel always, which is so great. Oh, and wow. energy is kind of what we're going to talk about today in a roundabout yeah. way. Yeah, exactly that. So we're going to speak into projection today and projection is, has what I've noticed become a bit of a buzzword in the industry, mm. right. Of wellness and health and awareness and consciousness and all of that. But I actually don't believe that a lot of people understand what projection actually means and how you can hold yourself accountable to it whilst also holding space to hold others accountable to it. So I think it's a really, really important conversation to have. And it will also give you guys a bit of a snippet or sneak into what it is we do and how we can support clients through that and through their projections. Um, I do want to ask you a question first though, Katie, peak and pit of the last week for you. Of the last week. Oh, I've had such a beautiful, full, expansive week. I think uh, peak would be, I did a spontaneous trip to Sydney for the weekend with a girlfriend. That was heaps of fun. That was nice to explore somewhere different. Um, I actually had an afternoon fully to myself. So I took myself on a solo date. Um, a bougie date, which I haven't done. I think we we go, oh, yeah, I'm taking myself on a date, but we don't go all out, you know. Well, mm-hmm. that's been my story in the past. And I was like, no, I'm going all out. So that's my that's my peak. My pit would be, and see, and this is essentially what we're talking into, I'm assuming once we get there, is shadow, right? Like even my pit is my peak. I had a huge breakthrough this week. Um, and I think it's, it's it was a bit of a pit because it was this like huge release and that's a peak because it's the realization of that and the knowing that I get to move forward now with that information. So that's me. What about you, Chris? The peak would definitely have to be getting the keys to my new house. So we move in two weeks and I'm so bloody excited. It's it's big and beautiful and it's a home for our family to grow up. And we went over there and it has a pool. So we've been going there for swims and things like that, which is really great just seeing the kids playing in the in the space that's going to be where they, they're raised, right, and where they have those family home memories. And, yeah, so we'll move in a couple of weeks. So that's really exciting. Um, the pit, the pit is, was yesterday. The pit for me was yesterday. I was running on two hours sleep and that's probably about the fourth or fifth night in a row where it was less than four hours sleep. And I would just, you know, had to surrender to the day and I had to let go of the idea of, you know, anything looking like getting anything productive done. Right. However, once I surrendered to that, it actually ends up being pretty positive. I was able to, cool. So these are things I have to get done, set a timer, get it done. Then I was able to spend some time with my son when my daughter slept. He didn't want to have a sleep. I was really hopeful he would. And that was okay because we had a beautiful, beautiful couple of hours together. Um, It actually worked out pretty well, but in the morning I was so overwhelmed and so just 
yeah, just cup was just overflowing with, I do not have capacity for anything right now to go wrong. And a million and one things just continue to go wrong. You know, drop the girls, the big girls at school and both of them forgot what they needed at school that day. So then I had to go home, get the things, get it dropped off. Like just the little things like that, that seemed to build up and um, had me feeling deep in the pit. However, I'm feeling really good today. I did get a full night's sleep. My beautiful stepdaughter heard my son, son crying in his room at 10 o'clock last night. I had no idea here. She even went in there, but she went in there and slept in his bed, which meant that I had a full night's sleep which was magic. So yeah, feeling a lot better today. That's amazing. And I'm so, so glad that you are refreshed. And for those listening, of course, you'd know by now that I do not have children or do not have that lifestyle yet with the full beautiful family. And I think a really beautiful thing about Chris and I's relationship, she knows, um, yeah, she knows that that's a, a desire of mine to have that. So when she's in, <laughs> when she's in the pit, and it's through the family lens, she she reminds me that the grass isn't always green on the other <laughs> Sure, shit, it's not greener. It was like <laughs> brown yesterday. It was not a good day. Um, great. So let's speak into projection, Katie. I'll let you take kick it off. Yeah, I was. It's well, it's not funny, is it? I was going to say it's funny that this is what you messaged and we're like, yeah, let's talk into this because this is what I've been pondering on all morning. When I learned about perception is projection, I learned about it through the phrase of of that that those singular words. Perception is projection, and I remember like hearing it, reading it, and being like, I don't fucking get it. Like, what does that even mean? Like, what is, hang on, what does perception mean? What does projection mean? Like, I felt like I was in grade three being like, hang on, what, how do I break this down so I can make better sense of this? And I think that it does really get fucking lost in the coaching industry. And this is what I was pondering on this morning, how much of this like language that we utilize, like shadow work and projections and, and leaky energy and like all these things, right? We've done a lot of fucking work in this area, so we get it. However, if you don't, like, if you don't know, like, and I think back to me, I'm like, God, I don't, I'm not sure I would have put my hand up and been like, actually, what does that fucking mean? Like, do you know what I mean? Like if you're just seeing people online sharing about it. So I'm really glad that I'm packing it. So when you think about perception is projection, ditch that phrase, because I think it's so fucking confusing. There's too many P's or something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's like, ditch that. And think of it just like mirror, mirror outside world is a reflection of your inside world. That is what it means. When you think about perception is projection, your perception or how you are perceiving any particular thing, like you are essentially the projector, right? You're sending that picture out onto the wall and that's what you are like visualizing and perceiving, but it's coming through you. So you're the projector. And I really hope that lands and makes sense for people because if someone had have explained it like that to me, a year ago, it would have made a world of difference and made me actually grasp this idea of, oh, hang on. It just means that I am this mirror for everything. Everything's continuously being mirrored back to me. Therefore, my external world is merely a reflection of my internal world. And I'm sure we'll unpack it a lot more. Is there an easy way that you describe it, Chris? Yeah, it's definitely that. And also it allows me to lean into some of the awareness cues of, you know, something that I do a lot of work with with clients is what pissed you off today? Like, so I go through that explanation of mirror, mirror, right? And then I say like, what pissed you off? And they'll be like, oh, my husband did this or I did this or, you know, this person did this. And it's like, cool, how is that you? 
Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Well, if that annoyed you, why is that you? How is that a problem for you? And where are you doing that in your world? Like actually bring it back around. And it also allows us to take that radical responsibility, that responsibility of self, that accountability to, I actually am in complete control. If I choose to be, I actually can make choices. And if something doesn't go my way, how did I create that rather than playing victim and stepping forward into victim mentality where it's like this person did the X, Y, Z. Well, how did I create that for them to do X, Y, Z? And actually it's about me. It's not about anyone else. My external world is my full reflection of self. So why, if something's going wrong in life, well, how did I fucking create that? Yeah, absolutely. And it's looking at it through the lens of compassion. And when you do that as well, know that, and I know we spoke about this in previous episodes, it's knowing that an unconscious desire is being met and that's why it's coming forth in your external reality because I think the hardest part when you first, and I'm Chris, I'm sure you agree, when you're first working with a client and you're first explaining this concept of perception is projection or mirror, mirror, or however you phrase it, it's can be fucking confronting to hear that for the first time. It is, especially when you're in the pit. So like, let's backtrack to what I was saying yesterday, where I was literally deeply in the pit. I was on the phone to my mom, tears in my eyes. And I, and I have all the tools and resources. Like this comes up constantly for us, even though we know this and even though we have the awareness level, when I'm sleep deprived, when things are going wrong, it can come up to, you know, the girls forgetting, the girls, you know, were fighting that morning. Um, yeah, the, the toddlers are misbehaving. It was a chaotic morning. I had, I did, I was awake until 3 a.m. and then I woke up at seven. So actually I fucking created it because I didn't have bags organized. I didn't have their lunches done. I was rushing everyone to get out the door. And it stressed me out and I created that anxiousness and that that stress level in my home. So that's why the girls were fighting because I was rushing them to get out the door. So they were fighting because I'm putting pressure, right? I'm putting my finger on that pressure point for them. So rather than me, and when I was deeply in the pit, having that awareness and diving into it, I found it really hard to pull myself out of it. But as soon as I did, and that's the internal reflection, it is, how did I create this? And then I can reflect back and be like, oh, so it's actually all on me. And what that doesn't, that's not to speak to, cool, I'm going to blame myself and judge myself. That's to speak to how can I do it differently? How could I put my behavior when I'm sleep deprived and take control and take ownership and take responsibility of self the next time I know that's going to happen? So could I have gotten out of bed at 2 a.m. when I'm sitting there wide awake because my son has just wheedled through the bed for the fifth night in a row all over me? He's gone back to sleep and I couldn't switch off, right? Could I have gotten up and maybe packed on the lunches then or made the morning a little more seamless knowing that I'm going to be exhausted? Like what could I have done to take control over that for myself rather than waking up and dealing with this and being in the pit for that hour or two that I was and feeling so freaking like this might be triggering to some, but feeling so fucking sorry for myself. Like- Sometimes it's okay to be sad and sometimes get up and move, like move, take ownership, take control. Absolutely. And I think with that particular comment, the like sometimes it's okay to be sad, sometimes you've got to move, right? I totally believe that. And I think that, and that's a paradox in itself, right? And almost everything that I speak to is paradoxical in nature (laughs) from the perspective of there's two sides and we want to stand in the middle and pull resources from both. So yes. yes, you want to process your emotions. Yes, you want to allow the energy to be in motion, emotions, like allow it to move through you, get it out. Everybody fucking knows the feeling when you're like, oh, okay, I'm just wallowing in it now. 
Mm. Like I've actually processed it. I'm choosing to stay here and, and stay like for lack of a better word, stuck. It's like you actually know what it is that's going to move you. So it's time to move. And yeah. I think yeah. that's when we start to feel worse and worse and worse because that's when we start to notice like, oh, hang on, all of this dirt's piling on top of me right now and I'm actually aware of it. And it's on me to shake it off and stand on top of it and yeah. actually pull myself out of this hole, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the piece that's often missed is that awareness in that sweet spot of, okay, I've processed now. Now I can do better. Like once you know better, do better, or you're just going to loop it. It's just going to roll straight back around. And simply put, mirror, mirror, internal, how I'm feeling is an external reflection. So how did I create this, right? Um, I want to ask you, Katie, what has been the big, your biggest projection and how have you? My biggest up? projection? Mm-hmm. In what context? In, in life, what has been the deepest thing that you've held the projection of and moved through? Oh, that I've moved through. Okay. Um, for me, I think it would be this. <laughs> I know exactly what it is. It's the not enoughness piece for me through and the way that I'll explain this is, okay, so internally, unconsciously harboring, like harboring this feeling of not being enough and refusing to fucking look at it, mm. refusing to look at it, harboring it, taking up all of this space in my psyche and I'm refusing to look at it, okay? So this like consciously I'm seemingly unaware of it. Externally, so in my world, I'm fucking procrastinating. I'm self-sabotaging. I'm running constant loops and patterns and strategies within my life that are leading me to roadblocks. Mm. Like in the form of at the time with my business, I was going around into high schools um, and doing self-development seminars for teenage girls. Huge passion of mine and a huge like piece of my why, my overarching why, right? However, I was finding that I wasn't just, I just fucking wasn't sending out the proposals. Schools would ask and I just wouldn't send it. Why the fuck wouldn't I send it? It's because I had this unconscious fucking belief that I wasn't enough, that I wasn't good enough, that I couldn't possibly do that. And so externally, I would self-sabotage through the form for me at the time, the main one was procrastination. And I'd procrastinate, procrastinate, procrastinate. And I'd pull my name out of the hat. It's hard to be enough if your name's not even in the ring, you know? Like, So it's being proved to me externally. Hmm. Or I'd finally send the proposals out and they've gone with somebody else. Guess what that solidifies? That feeling of not being enough when really I created it from the get-go. Everything comes from you. Like inside out. It's not outside in. It is inside out every single time. Actually, great little side note, that film it's a cartoon. I think it's Disney. Inside Out is phenomenal, and relevant. every child should watch that. And at all podcast, <laughs> yeah, literally, that's my recommendation for the week. Watch Inside Out; it'll change yeah. your life. Great, and I love that. And just speaking to my the biggest projection I've held for myself is playing playing into the martyr victim. Right, so I have spent many years doing things that allow me to be a martyr. Right, so I've done all this for you the kids, my husband, whatever, I do all of this and then being a victim when I choose, right? So making decisions that allow, that speak into that, right? So even again, I'm reflecting on yesterday. It was a, it was a big fucking day, guys. There was a lot going on yesterday and that 
projection came through to me when I when I got pulled myself out of the pit. I'm like, how am I playing? It's like being a martyr victim here. And it is the girls forgot their stuff instead of me going, I knew they had to remember it. Yes, I reminded them once. But when we got in the car, did I ask them? Did I actually say to the two children, have you remembered these two things that we talked about that you had to remember, knowing full well that they are children and sometimes they get distracted and it was a chaotic morning as it was and knowing that there had been tears and fights, right, and I chose not to do that. So taking that responsibility and I didn't. So when like I'm dropping, you know, dropping one of them off, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, are you actually kidding me that you forgot that? How many times do I have to tell you? Like, and then I caught myself out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm I'm blaming this child here when actually I'm the adult. I'm the person that's responsible for this, right? Not them. And then I was like, cool. So I'm like playing into martyr victimhood here. This is what I'm doing. I'm saying, I do everything for you in the morning, but you didn't remember one thing. So that makes me a victim because I'm the one that has to go and drop it off. You know what I mean? So that projection, when that comes up, it's like, cool. So how did I create this? And coming back into that. Um, and I think that, that's maps across to all areas of my life, right? Where I've I've portrayed that and I've created things or I've said yes to things so that I can say I, I do it all. And one thing that I lean into now is I can do it all and I get to do it all and I choose when I do it all. Yeah. So rather than consistently playing into that and showing up for everyone in every area, I actually limit myself. I create and honor those boundaries and protect my space and my energy. Because if I don't, I know that I'm going to stand tall in martyr victimhood where I'm like, I've done all this and you won't do for me. Or I've done all this and I resent you because you're not giving it back to me. Like that covert contract, that that expectation on other people to show up like I'm showing up and it does not meet my standards anymore. That is not how I value myself anymore. That is not how I want to show up and live my life. I do not want to project that onto other people. So just honoring that too. Yeah, I really, I really, really love that. And I mean, it all comes back to self-awareness, right? And this whole concept of mirror, mirror or perception is projection, however you want to frame it um, and package it up. It really is just self-awareness. And for those listening, like this is something I was really, again, anchoring into this morning, like, I'm wondering what it would mean to you. What would it mean to you if you were able to make sense of your reality and then think about once you're able to make sense of your reality, how you can then utilize that for forward thinking Hmm. and like future planning and setting yourself up to win because that's essentially what we do. And the analogy that I'm seeing, I'm a really visual person. The analogy that I'm seeing is like a bolt that's, like right in its groove right so it's been drilled all the way in this particular bolt I love you I don't know if you've ever done this and then it's like you can't pull that out without a tool or a resource you need a tool to be able to get that fucking thing out because it's in there hardcore and this is what we do right so as a as a child this is essentially how concept of self is formed as a child with this little singular bolt right and then we start to be drilled into this particular hole through the solidification of our concept of self. So we start saying, oh, I'm this and I'm not this. So any I am phrase, whether it's an I am not or an I am, is solidifying your concept of self. And so we're throwing those random things out to shadow that we're rejecting and we're solidifying and pulling in the things that we're like, no, this is me, right? And so as that starts to drill in through life experiences and it goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and we're continuously deleting, distorting, and generalizing all the information that comes in, and it goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. 
all of a sudden we get an opportunity to be be something else or do something else or express ourselves differently and we go, what, that's not me. We're so drilled into that particular hole Mm. that we can't jump into a new one. Like we fail ourselves and we uh, inhibit our ability to have behavioural flexibility because we're so drilled into that one particular hole. And then think about this in adulthood. It's so far in that we feel stuck Mm -hmm. because there's no more movement. It can't move anymore. Like we feel so stuck and so like held in this particular rigid embrace that we can't get out of it. And this is where coaching or like even like learning this stuff for yourself, right, whether it's through a coach or through a course or whatever it might be, that's a tool that we can then start to use to loosen that grip on our concept of self, to start to move it in the opposite direction, to start to pull that thread out so that we can actually decide, hang on, does this serve me? Now that I'm not fucking suffocated by it, does this serve me? So you can think about that on the micro moment scale, like Chris, what you were saying about yesterday when you're right in it and you're like, fuck, you can't see the forest for the trees, right? Mm. You're like, oh my God, how do I practice self-awareness right now when I'm so fucking deep in the shit? Mm. It's like, this is where having a coach or having someone in your corner is helpful because they help to fucking zoom you out. They, mm. They're the tool that helps to pull you out of that well-worn groove. They're the tool that helps to pull you out. And so you're like, oh, okay, I can breathe again now. I'm not in this rigid embrace of my external reality right now so I can actually look at it and I can actually look in and look in within myself. And I think as coaches, the number one thing that we do is we give you keys, right? Like we hand you keys. We're not unlocking any fucking doors for you. That's not on us. That's not our job. You don't want it to be our job. You want that job yourself. So we're handing you all these keys so that you can start to unlock different parts of your own personality and start to better know yourself. Mm. And really, I think that's what we do, right, Chris? Like that's, we help you get out of that fucking stuck place and we hand you the keys to unlock different parts of your personality that you've maybe rejected Mm. so that you can actually choose what serves you. 100%. That's great. And I think you've just like, that visual just is so supportive. Like you are so great with analogies and it's not something I am great with and I am not a visual person. Person, Sorry, I can't even speak now that I'm like digesting all of that. And it's so helpful. Like just the physical, the idea of physically, like we get to drill into our life. We Like we start that process so early and what does it take to sort of unwind it and pull ourselves back out? And it takes awareness right you don't know like we think we we don't know what we actually know does that make sense like we actually don't know (laughs) yeah so consciously it's we don't know what we don't know but really you know it because you know it all because the consciousness like the collective consciousness I know and then that's when it starts to get a bit more magical right and I was actually um those listening Chris and I actually we both utilize the same OBM shout out to Alice she's bloody gem um at OBM anyone taking her <laughs> we're not allowed to shout out anymore she's ours she was yours literally. and I now we share her <laughs> literally literally um I was having a conversation with her this morning um in regards to some branding for some upcoming offers and I said to her I was like oh like I like this and I think that this needs to change we need to change that this needs to change and the words that I actually said to her I was like it needs to be a lot more magic like I'm really feeling the pull to really lean into this and I've I've noticed I've noticed my internal resistance um to release and let go and fall into it and really go down the more energetics 
for lack of a better term, woo-woo vibe, right? And everything that we're speaking into now, perception is projection, all the shadow stuff, the like the bolt finding its hole and screwing in, it's energetics. Yeah. There's like everything is energy. Like you actually can't deny it. And I think quite often it's this debate, right? And again, it's oh, it's almost it's, it's the fucking paradox again. The classic Katie Walker and her paradoxical dance. But it's the two ends, is it? The two ends of it of like spirituality and science. I used to be so heavy in the science. Oh my God, I'm a huge nerd. Like, and I love that part of me. And then I think for a period of time over the last year and a half, I went super spiritual and now I'm in the fucking center and I'm like, game on, Mm. like game on because I can pull resources from both now. Like, let's go like intertwining that magic into that and that where it meets and molds and like fades into reality. It's like, this is the magic. Like this is where change happens. It is. And for those listening, like with energetics and when you hear the word woo, where you're like, oh, you know, like there's an ick, there's an undercoat there that's like feels icky because you're like, oh, spiritual. And then you think crazy witch, right? That's not what we're speaking to. Like let's just a really simple example of this. You know, when you go to call someone and then they call you and you're like, oh my God, I was just about to call you. Fucking energetics, man. Like that's what that is. Not coincidence, it's energetics. And like when you have a business idea or you have a concept or an invention or something and then you think of it and then like you see it somewhere because and it wasn't invented or you hadn't found it yet or didn't think that it was even existed and then it's there, energetics, right? Like there is so much evidence to support energetics and it's not woo-woo, it's actually reality and it's how we get to create the life and the pathway that we want. A great example of this, I'm just going to keep going with my examples. I This wallet, I'm just showing my wallet, Katie. Um, you guys can see it. <laughs> my wallet, I spent at least an hour looking for the other morning. Now, my house was a mess. I hadn't trained. I felt tired and I was frustrated. I thought, and I'm like, I'm not spending any more time on my wallet. How you do one thing is how you do everything. I'm going to just show up. I'm sure it's somewhere. I had a shower because that makes me feel good to start the day. I went and trained in the gym. I come in and I clean my house. This was all in within the space of fucking hour, clean my house. Now my room was tidy. Like my bedroom, my bed just hadn't been made, but my room was tidy. I know, no word of a lie. I walk in and this wallet's sitting on the fucking floor. Like I'd been there the whole time. And I'm like, huh, found my wallet. Great. How I do one thing is how I do everything. Like it showed up for me. Like, and I'm not saying that's magic. I'm saying that's energetics, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love I love the energetic chat. I could talk about it all freaking day. And when you think about it and it's that like, and I, I used to be that person that was like, Oh, woo woo, like fuck off. I don't care for your tarot cards and your moonlight bloody crystal cleansing. You know, like that was me a hundred percent. And there's still parts of the like woo woo-ness that I'm like, Oh, not yet. Like, yet is the key word. And I think like, where are you potentially blocking yourself off to something that can ultimately change your fucking life if you were to just open up your blinkers a little bit mm. because like if I could have a conversation with myself like a few years ago it would have been Katie fucking get off your high horse get like out of your sense of entitlement that you know better and go and fucking learn about this stuff because it will change your life and like it's just hindsight right oh hindsight oh my god and I think the key thing with energetics and the whole perceptions projection piece 
is again another paradox I want to invite you to stand in the center of is on one end is that not everything has meaning mm-hmm. from the perspective of don't make everything about you. It doesn't not everything has to be about you. And the other end of the paradox is there's meaning in everything. <laughs> Nothing is coincidence. Just leave it there to find like everyone's head's gonna be like, fuck. What? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's all true, babe. Like it's actually so true. Not everything means something and there's meaning in everything. And like, and when you say about like when you have the idea and then it pops up, when you said that what landed for me, Chris, was I have taken to writing just, I we have thoughts all the time, right? And we don't fucking write them down or we don't put them anywhere and then it's gone. So I've taken to really writing down, being conscious of, oh, that's a cool thought. Oh, that's like that whole, there's meaning, not everything means something, there's meaning in everything. I wrote that in my phone when I was just like walking around Circular Quay in Sydney on the weekend. I was like, oh, I think that fucking makes sense to me. I'm going to write that down. Like I'm going to be able to utilize that to explain something at another point or utilize it in content or whatever it might be. Anyway, what I've been finding is I've been writing all of this stuff down and I actually haven't been prioritizing the time to put it into content form, right? And then all of a sudden I'm seeing all of the, like everybody posting about the things that I've been writing about. And what's interesting about that is because logically I was like, oh, well, maybe I've just seen them post that and then that's what's made me write that down. I've been so mindful to be not like non-consuming and to be creating instead that I'm like, the realization was we're tapped into the same fucking frequency. And if that's not a reason to get an idea and to fucking move straight away, then I don't know what is because everybody like think about the people that you want. If you're tapping in like people that live in the life that you want, if you're tapping into the same frequency that they are and you see them put something out before you've had the opportunity to, or whatever it might be, it's just because they moved faster. Mm -hmm. They grabbed it and they ran with it. And you grabbed it and you put it in your back pocket, Katie Walker. <laughs> like, <laughs> <talking to> myself. <laughs> so it's like when you have an idea, when you feel that intuitive nudge, when you get that little whisper, fucking pounce. Pounce, baby. Do it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> do, do the, the bloody thing. Do the <laughs> bloody thing. Whatever it might be. Like, and that could be yeah. something as like super simple. That's oh, it's 2 a.m. I should just get up and, and sort the lunches. I can't go to sleep anyway. Yeah, like yeah. that little whisper doesn't come around for nothing. 100%. And I think the key thing with what we do in regards to helping you see things more clearly and passing you those keys to unlock yourself is fucking invaluable because it's clearing out all of this old stagnant energy so that you can actually fucking hear when you get those little drop-ins or those little downloads is the terminology often used. Yeah, 100%. I love that. That's great. And, yeah, like I think we need to make room for what we want, energetically speaking, so it's time to repel what is no longer serving you to allow for the space and the capacity to bring in what will serve you. And um, something super interesting, I'm working with, a couple of clients that have had other coaches and they were really struggling to let go of the idea of being like, sorry to the idea that they were being disloyal to their past coach, but they also were aware that that coach was no longer serving them. 
in the way that they needed. And I'm like, actually, it's okay, like permission to outgrow someone, but they were holding on to that so deeply because they felt like they were letting them down. And the best thing we can do as a freaking coach is get someone to a point where they no longer need us. And if I don't feel I have something to deliver any further and that person has grown and transformed to the best that I, best possible point I can get them to, and I'd like to think that with what I do and how I do it, I'm constantly learning. I'm always open and I'm growing as well in the same time that I'm teaching. So that also encompasses me, the ability to continue coaching with someone for long, lengthy periods of time, right? So not, I don't believe that will happen in all cases, but like full transparency, it would be a disservice to myself to hold on to a client that I'm no longer serving. Yeah. And it's a dishon- like they're dishonoring themselves by being or working with someone that's no longer serving them. I did that in the past too. I held on to a coach that I knew. We were just catching up for a chat. Like it wasn't even coaching. I wasn't learning anything new. It was just like talking to a girlfriend. And that's the best part. You get to still have, if like that coach is genuine and their love is like is a genuine place for, for that relationship and it's being held truly and deeply, that person will become your friend. So like my question is, I suppose, what are you holding on to that's dishonoring you and being of disservice and how can you repel that to call in what's next? Absolutely. It's this whole concept of releasing, right? And I did a post about this yesterday or the other day that's like the number one way in which I've been able to transcend or move through any block in life ever is when, and it's happened so much faster, when I've been able to release the need of being right Mm. and to release the shame of being wrong. Mm, big. So stop needing to be right and don't shame yourself if you happen to be wrong. One, we're not supposed to get it right all the fucking time. Like, again, that comes back to entitlement, right? Like stop being entitled to think that it has to work for you or you have to be right or that like martyr energy, right? Mm. It's like get off your high horse and don't put yourself in the pit. Mm. Like put yourself on level ground, be grounded. Mm. Like you don't need to be up in the sky being like, oh, everything that I say is right and gospel and and blah, blah, blah. But you also don't need to be shaming yourself into that pit either. So yeah. as we're releasing things, release those two while you're at it. <laughs> like that need to be right and that shame of being wrong. It's yeah. all the human experience and it's fucking perfect. I love that. And this is the thing. It's all hindsight, right? And this is where it comes to that that end of the paradox, which is everything means something. How often do you go throughout your life and you're like, like go throughout a day and you're like, oh, yeah, like nothing seemingly significant happening and I'm pottering along, blah, blah, blah. And then you look back within like a year and you're like, holy fuck, all those little moments compounded into this or like mm. those particular, that string of events compounded into this. And it may not be in some big miracle moment. Like for instance, a girlfriend, um, few weeks ago she had a flight cancelled she had a direct flight gold coast to melbourne and it got cancelled so she had to rebook and the one that she rebooked had a layover in sydney wasn't for very long but she had to get off the plane get back on and then and then fly to melbourne she met a guy on that second flight Uh who knows what that could turn into but like this is this is the thing right so where can you release that energy that stuck that ick feeling that means when things when a curveball's thrown in or something goes a little bit astray or there's a little bit of a pivot on your path where you lose your fucking shit when in reality it's that anchoring into that knowing that everything is happening for you. Yes. And you can actually release this pressure on yourself. It's phenomenal. 
when you release that pressure valve, when you spin that and you turn that and it releases, holy shit. Like that lightness, when you let that energy go and you're no longer just like buried beneath it, it's phenomenal. Absolutely. And I think like lightness is the key here. Like lightness, seek that. Stop seeing the dark because unconsciously sometimes we do that. Like we look for confirmation and evidence that darkness is there so that we can sit in that because it's a it's a zone that we've stayed in for so long because we know it there and whilst it's dysregulating and it feels like fucking shit and we're angry and we're sad or we're shaming ourselves or judging ourselves like while all that's happening and that feels really crappy and we know it feels crappy it's probably where we've been for a really long freaking time so it Mm. also feels super safe so seek the evidence that might not feel safe but you know will regulate you too seek the evidence that of light and lightness and integrate that. And then one, there will be a day where that lightness is the comfort zone, where that lightness is where you feel safest. And it won't be, you know, ebbs and flows of life. We're going to receive negative emotion. We're going to have a bit of dark here and there. We're going to be in the pit, right? That's, That's the whole concept of this episode, I suppose. You can be there and you can also have the tools and resources to get out of there super quick. You just have to be open enough to receive that, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well with what you said in regards to like that, like lightness and darkness, sometimes if darkness is your safety zone, like, and this is Maslow's like hierarchy of human needs, right? Like once you've got those physical needs in terms of like shelter, like air, water, food, right? The next tier is safety. So if you feel safer in negative scenarios or within negative emotions because that's been your default if that's safe to you and this is an unconscious safety right so consciously you might be going that makes no fucking sense of course it's not safe however unconsciously that's that well-worn groove it's Mm. familiar to you yeah that feels safer than the lightness it's the same within relationships right like map it across to that if you consistently somebody that chooses to entertain toxic relationships it actually feels safer to be in that state because you feel safer being dysregulated than you do being grounded. Yep. And so sometimes when we're moving from one end of the paradox to the other, because it does feel so uncertain and unfamiliar to us, it's helpful to have someone hold your fucking hand. Mm. Whether that's sharing with your partner, I recognize that this has been my continuous pattern or my, or my loop, or this is my default at the moment. I actually, I actively, want to change this share it with somebody have that external accountability it's going to help you move to that other end and this is what typically happens right because I've seen it I've got evidence for it across my life in many different areas whenever we are one thing and we've solidified for a long period of time this is who I am when you start to change it is very likely that you're going to swing that pendulum all the fucking way to the other side and you're going to be the polar opposite of it. And this is where that can be super dysregulating for people external to you because they go, whoa, now she's the total opposite. She's gone from being a total people pleaser to being this bitch, right? Like Mm -hmm. think about that pendulum swing. And then again, everything's happening for you so that you can integrate and swing down to the center Mm. and pull resources from both ends of the paradox. This is how it works. When you think about, I was thinking about this yesterday in regards to communication. I'm going on a tangent now, Chris. In regards to communication, when you think about that paradox loop, one end of the loop, 
like back in the olden days in history, communication was so intentional. Like it was so, so, so intentional from the perspective of if we wanted to send a letter to your friend on the other side of the world, you're not putting in there random shit, right? You're being intentional about what you're actually putting into that communication before you yeah. post it. It's not getting there for another three weeks. The old so there's that level of intentionality, literally. And so now though, we've swung the pendulum so far to the other side where there's almost zero intentionality because it's so instantaneous because we're able to just go, oh, yep, send that off quickly. Oh, yep, thinking of that person, I'm going to voice note them right now. Oh, I've got to send that email right now. I've got to make this decision right this second because I just had that email land in my inbox. Like we now we feel the pressure not around intentionality but around, fuck, I need to get back to this right this fucking second. And -hmm. now what we're starting to see is people recognizing, hang on, I'm going to, I'm not going to be logged on to work or I'm not going to log on to my work emails outside of X amount of hours. I'm going to put my phone on do not disturb when I'm with my family. I'm going to wait. We're starting to swing that pendulum back down to that center point where we can pull resources from both sides. You can look at this like paradox pendulum swing across almost fucking anything across the course of history, external to you or in relation to your own life. And you will see it play out consistently so Mm -hmm. whereabouts are you only sitting on one end of the paradox where do you need to swing the pendulum so you can come to the center because you need to integrate both love that amazing huge tangent huge tangent (laughs) it's perfect I was writing it down because I just was like that makes so much sense and the way that you put that in that perspective like we do get like like I said earlier I can have it all I get to have it all and I choose when I have it all like both ends, pulling from both ends there, you know what I mean? And completely yep. grounded in that integration of self and knowing what needs to happen and what resources I need to need to draw on to do the things I want to do and to live how I want to live and to show up in every single day. I love that. And we're going to finish off the episode on that note because that is just such a high, high vibe right there and I love it. So thank you so much for your words of wisdom as always, Miss Katie. I, um, I loved today's episode. That was fun. It was great. Fuck, we love a tangent. I'm here for it. <laughs> Uh-huh. We do. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and that's it.